If you're used to an office environment, then working from home can add to your stress. I'm Johanna, and this is part two of a series where I'm providing tips to ease common anxiety triggers that can be worse due to working from home. Even if you're not working from home, many of these tips will still apply to you. When you're working from home, you may feel overly responsible to put your work first and ignore your own needs. When you were working in an office environment, you felt like you were working just by the fact that you were physically present. The simple act of walking through the front door at a certain time made you feel like you were working, even though it may have taken you some time before you actually focused on work. When you're at home, you may feel like you have to be focused and doing work constantly during your work hours or even outside of your work hours because you're never leaving the home office. Remind yourself how often you would take breaks in an office environment. Those times when someone saw you and wanted to catch you up on their personal life, all the impromptu meetings you get invited to just to be in the know, noisy phone calls from the sales team, or even just being distracted by the frigid office temperature. There were plenty of distractions when you were in the office. So remembering this, make sure that you take frequent breaks at home. Try standing and stretching at least every hour and schedule some breaks in your calendar. Even five minutes of doing a body awareness exercise can be enough to ground and center you. No one can maintain focused attention on work without breaks. You need to set some boundaries to allow yourself to focus. Let others in your household know your schedule so they don't interrupt you unnecessarily. This applies to your job as well. If email and messaging apps are a constant distraction for you, close your mail application and put yourself on do not disturb status on your messaging client. You can also set an auto reply on your mail client telling others that you're not reading email until a certain time period during the day in an effort to be more productive. So expect some delays. And if there's anything urgent, you can be reached by phone. This does a couple of things. First, if you're on an email distribution list that gets a question, someone else will likely answer it. Second, people who don't want to wait a few hours for a response will either call you or they'll get someone else's help. You're no longer making yourself available for everyone to get immediate help for their ad hoc, non-urgent requests. So weigh this option and decide if it's right for you or not. Also, if you get company mail on your phone, you can set certain contacts as important and they'll come up on your home screen when they email you so that no matter what, you're not missing something from your boss or a key client. 
And this way, you've eliminated that temptation to frequently scan email for these important messages. There are days when you're going to feel like you didn't get a lot of work done and you'll be tempted to work late. This can be a slippery slope. Set your boundaries and practice stopping work on time, even if you're tempted not to. Also, make it a habit to write down what you did accomplish, especially if it wasn't something that was on your to-do list. Make daily updates for yourself a habit. It will keep you from forgetting things and remind you what you made some progress on that day or show you what unexpected tasks kept you from completing others. Unfortunately, your colleagues, employees, and bosses can be another common source of anxiety. In my experience, those who are passive aggressive don't get called out on their behavior, so they continue. The best course of action is to be direct. If someone makes a rude comment directed at you or your team, tell them it was rude or unfair or inappropriate. And if you don't feel comfortable being this direct, you can say something like, if I didn't know you better, I'd think you were being a little rude or inappropriate or petty right now. Or if someone is using the I was just joking defense, you can respond with, that didn't sound like a joke to me. You've made similar comments before, so it seems like you have some real concerns. Let's set up a meeting so we can address them. If this is someone who works for you, you may not want to address the behavior publicly, but don't let it slide either. To do so is to show your weaknesses. The key is making someone who's passive aggressive responsible for their behavior. Make them uncomfortable through direct communication. Being passive aggressive is a poor habit to let out anger or express power in an unconstructive way. The anger may not even be about you. So this direct feedback will help the person grow their communication skills, or at least not aim their failings in your direction as you're no longer volunteering to be an easy target. Dealing with criticism can be a common source of anxiety. First, remember that all criticism is just someone's opinion. If someone has a negative opinion about you, it doesn't make their opinion true. Think about this. Have you ever met someone who liked and disliked all of the same foods as you? We are all different and we have different experiences, even with food, that shape our opinions. If you don't like mayonnaise, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. It's just your opinion. No one's opinions are right all of the time. No matter how much they think they are. Mine aren't. Yours aren't. 
But sometimes we invest too much into our opinions. We invest our self-worth in them. And sometimes we do the same with others' opinions. And this can be a dangerous thing. So if someone's opinion or criticism gets to you, ask yourself, why? What are you telling yourself such that this opinion is threatening to you? There are also many different motivations behind criticism. Your boss may think they're motivating you to do better because they believe in you. And instead of complimenting what you do well, which may be a better way to motivate you, they critique you instead. Your colleague or boss may be jealous and by criticizing you, it makes them feel better. Don't believe any criticism you get that is delivered with a strong emotion. These are usually unconscious reactions that people have because of their own fears. So see those for what they are. If someone takes the time to give you feedback on your performance and they are genuine, that feedback will never have any anger or passive aggressive behavior like laughter with it. If it does, it's meant for their ego only. Don't take it on as anything else. My next tip deals with the anxiety triggered by feeling left out. This is common even for people who are at the office. Being physically separated from work can make you feel out of the loop on many things going on within your company. And the isolation can make you feel lonely some days. The solution to this is to make an active effort to build relationships with your colleagues. Focus on others. Offer help. Practice giving recognition and praise. Ask how your colleagues or your manager is doing. This will inevitably lead you to finding those colleagues you can confide in when you're having an off day, feeling overwhelmed, or just need to connect with someone to cheer you up. There is another benefit from these relationships. They will help you know what's going on within your company. Share information when it's appropriate and ask your manager about any company rumors going around that may either be helpful to your boss or give you a chance to show your interest like upcoming new projects you'd like to be involved in. Knowledge is power and making an effort to keep your manager in the loop can make you even more valuable and more likely to be in the know with what's going on. This will help you feel connected and ease unnecessary anxieties. When we work hard at our achievements and success because we are afraid of failing, it only brings more fear and anxiety into our lives. 
Our achievements, as much as we'd like to think so, are not fully in our control. We can all work hard, but life is full of unexpected events and circumstances. When we believe that our own worth is defined as achievement and success or how much money we earn, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Anything that threatens your success is going to invite anxiety, including not working, taking holidays or spending time away from work to spend it with your family is not going to bring you joy and happiness. It's going to bring you guilt because you could be working. When all of your self-worth is wrapped up in achievement, there will never be enough. The money that you earn will not bring you close to your family. You'll end up resenting them when they favor your company over all the stuff that you buy them. When a downturn in your success happens, that's when you'll need your family the most. So think about what's really important to you. You need to ask yourself what you're working for. Is it to support your own happiness? Maybe you've always been taught that money and success is everything and you're not enough without it. Question your paradigms before you adopt them. I want to tell you that you are a human being first and that in itself is enough. Don't let society or anyone tell you that you need to do something grand to be worthy. Your life matters and there's a whole world out there waiting for you to stop working for the sake of being successful so that you can start working on the relationships with your family and your friends. The ones who need you and will be there for you and lift you up when your success doesn't. I hope you found these tips useful. Let me know in the comments if you have any suggestions for other topics. I'll definitely consider them. If you liked these tips, please hit the like button. And don't forget to subscribe for more content and I'll see you soon.